Welcome to Pictures of a Pandemic, August 4th, 2020. This is episode nine of American Baptist Home Mission Society's podcast, telling stories of the toll the coronavirus is taking on American Baptists and American Baptist organizations across the United States and Puerto Rico. I'm Susan Gottschall, Director of Communications. In past podcasts, we've heard about ministries of churches helping the hungry and chaplains reaching out to help those fighting loneliness and isolation. Today's story is about fighting the coronavirus on the front lines. It's a family story about losing, but a story about winning, too. I'm talking with the Reverend Julio Gonzalez Paniagua and his wife, Pastor Analitas Gonzalez Ortiz, who live in central Islip, New York. Uh, Julio is the pastor of First Spanish Baptist Church in central Islip. Both are pastors, of course, and musicians, too. Julio is the musician um, who plays instruments, and Annie is the musician who uses her voice. Both of them use their talents in worship and praise at many American Baptist gatherings, including the Mission Summit and lots of biennials. Their family has paid the pandemic's ultimate sacrifice. Welcome, Julio and Annie. I understand, member, I understand members of your family were infected by the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Tell me that story. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, yeah, the, the virus hit our home on the beginning of April. Uh, we, four of us, an immediate family in the same roof, were hit with the virus. Uh, my wife and I, Annie, Annie and I, got infected. Uh, my daughter, who's 29 years old, old also, and, and my father-in-law, uh, 83 years old, was hit too. My at the starting of this pandemic, my my mother-in-law. On the April 1st, uh, she died, not of direct from the, from the COVID situation, but in the midst of everything going on. They already, my daughter and I were with fever and other symptoms uh, when she died. And then on uh, two days after, Friday 3rd, my father-in-law was hospitalized. The next day... Uh, we both, Annie and I, were diagnosed with a uh, with, uh, virus, and that night, my daughter was hospitalized too. So it was uh, uh, the first four days of April. But my, my brother um, came sick too first. Yeah, maybe that, that was... Uh, the, the the main surge here in, in at home because oh, anyone at church 
uh, anyone, uh, everyone at church uh, was okay uh, when we started this, and we have dismissed the the presential services a uh, few weeks before. So uh, maybe maybe we got the COVID because before the the closure and the and the quarantine and everything. Uh, my 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 brother-in-law and his brother was uh, was, yeah was here at home for taking, a few days taking care of my parents and who knows he, yeah he was the first with the symptoms and and, and Rochi and and my daughter Rocheli mm-hmm. uh, she got a a person at the at, at work mm-hmm. who, who who was positive mm-hmm. and so some. Those two are supposed to be uh, how we how we get it here at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it it was as you know at the very beginning of this. Mm-hmm. So um, Annie, if your your mother died in the midst of all of this, I've heard so much about people the um, facing losing a loved one who's so close to you when you can't have a service for them or you can't kind of um, have some kind of uh, 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 situation that helps to bring um, uh, closure and also to lift up thanks for that person's life. So what was that like for you? Did that happen here? Um. Que si, que si no, por, por no haber podido tener closure, de ella morir en medio de esta situación, este, pues ¿cómo, cómo, ¿cómo tú has sentido esa situación, la, la lejanía, el distanciamiento de la gente? Um, it's so hard, because my mother passed away, and two days, and two days, uh, after mm-hmm. my father is hospitalized about the COVID or for the COVID. So it's too many things that we need to manage or, or we need to to decide to 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 discuss, to make decisions about my father. Um, it's so, so difficult. And we have a family, the family of God, that helped me to pass over the storm, pass over the problems, situations, include the sad. And sadness. the sadness and the lonely, the loneliness that the that that situation um, uh, that that situation cost to me. So uh, the church is the is my lifeguard. And his call, his text message, his me- the, the messages, the messages, the the calls, all the things that my church do for me, uh, help me to 
pass over the storm. Yeah, because we were in the situation that no one can come and hug you in the in, in the midst of include, this. Include my family, my brother yeah. was was COVID, was, was in... Yeah, and he lived in Brooklyn, he had to stay at home. He couldn't come here, mm -hmm. the other daughter uh, in lives Puerto in Puerto Rico. Rico, couldn't leave Puerto Rico to come here. My other brother passed away on January, so... So a few months ago. We don't have, we, I don't have any, uh, only my, my, my church, and my husband and my daughter live here, so that's all that I have. Yeah. But the church do the do that paper, um, or, or, yeah. or um, the, the of course God made all that. The church possible. becomes the extended family, of course, and but they but they were unable to come here. Mm -hmm. they, they they were unable to to be with you. Uh, we couldn't have a memorial service yet. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to decide to uh, to cremate her. Uh, we still mm -hmm. are, were unable to to do that closure. Uh, mm, I, I don't say in Puerto Rico, not even here. So people in Puerto Rico were, were, are waiting because all my, my Annie's parents, both were retired pastors from Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. So they they have churches there and a big Baptist family in Puerto Rico that, that knew them for many, many, many years. So uh, those people are grieving too because they, they are unable to, to experiment the closure too. That must be such a challenge to work to work through the grief, knowing that um, that there'll be a time when there's a kind of a formal recognition of that grief, mm -hmm. but you have no idea when that will be. And um, you know, it, it seems to me that whenever when there's a funeral or something right after a death, the grief is so raw and fresh and. There's a certain kind of healing that happens then when you when you're so it's so present with you. But then when you have to kind of put that off, I wonder how that changes the grieving process and coming to terms with moving on. Now it definitely takes a toll. Uh, in this case, we had to overcome it very fast because you know, two days after. We got my father-in-law in the hospital with pneumonia and the COVID. Mm -hmm. The day after, my daughter at the hospital, and immediately, two, three hours after she arrived, she was intubated. She was six days at the ventilator in ICU. So both were in the same hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, first, my father-in-law was recovering great. Mm -hmm. And when she was taken out from the ventilator, that same day, my, my, my father-in-law has to be intubated mm -hmm. for 48 hours. Mm -hmm. So it was a roller coaster of emotions. Mm -hmm. You cannot see them. You only depends on one call a day from the hospital that we thank God that they, they were able at least to communicate once, day, once a day to keep you informed. Uh, two weeks then on the hospital, then she... she was able to return home, but 
barely walking. Using a walker, and you see a, a 29 healthy young lady being very difficult to walk, uh, to to take a bath by herself. Mm -hmm. uh, that was very difficult. And then he was transferred to a rehab center to physical therapy, and they left him three weeks there, almost doing nothing on him. Mm -hmm. We have to rush uh, discharge with pressure for a discharge uh, and, and they was transferred back to the hospital with a lot of conditions, infection in the gallbladder, pulmonary embolism, a fibrillation, uh, heart failure, uh, uh, accumulation of water, acute anemia, a lot of conditions that we are still as now dealing with that. Mm -hmm. It's been after that second hospitalization Hospitalization has been twice back to the hospital mm -hmm. to take care of the consequences of the consequences of the virus. Mm -hmm. uh, but for an 83 year old man, uh, it's a story of victory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, our doctor says that 80% of the COVID patients who are intubated for any reason or any amount of time, 80% die. They don't survive. So he said, your daughter and your father-in-law are from the 20% mm -hmm. who survive being in a ventilator. And six days was my daughter. And, and those days, the loneliness that you feel, the impotence that you feel, the frustration, because remember, we both are at home, but we are sick too. Mm -hmm. we, we have the virus, we have uh, pneumonia, we are on medications, and, and, and we were so weak. We thanks God for the church. They, they start bringing us food every day. They say, you are not going to cook. Uh, they, they arrange for families every day. We had fresh food in our doorsteps for more than two weeks. Uh, a few days after they start doing that, I have to, to call my, 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 my contact, my coordinator, my left and right hand at church, Maria. And I say, Maria, tell the one for tomorrow that stop doing this because we still have from yesterday that we haven't touched today's food. We are eating so, so uh, small amount of it that there's enough. So uh, they, they, they overflow for, for, for a few weeks, maybe two, three weeks. Uh, and, and, and we were able to to start recovering and we start cooking again and and then sometimes someone call hey i'm bringing you food mm -hmm. you are getting a delivery here and there uh so we were very blessed that in the midst of of this so in the grieving process that is uh you have to interrupt it because you have other stuff going around mm -hmm. yourself you have to take care of yourself yeah you cannot Stop! I stopped on Friday night. I stopped looking at Facebook because there were so huge the response for our people are, uh, in, in Puerto Rico, United States, and outside. Uh, the emails, the texts, the 
the WhatsApp, they were overwhelming. We have to stop it, but we, we cannot answer more. Uh, and, and, and let me tell you, Sunday night, with both hospitalized, that was, uh, I, I, I really felt the loneliness. Mm -hmm. I, I was unable to, to cry uh, and I was frustrated because you cannot do you can do nothing. Your hands are tied. You're sick. You're quarantined. Uh, there's no place to go either way. No one can come inside. And uh, thanks your daughter, for uh, your daughter is on a ventilator. Yeah, no, my daughter was on the ventilator already. Uh, so, so now we are better. Only my father-in-law is still very, very weak and with some conditions that they are going away. The prognosis is 100% he's going to be okay. It will going to take months for that, but nothing permanent, thanks God. Uh, my daughter still has some uh, respiration issues here and there, but otherwise totally healthy, thanks God. But we still have to process Mercedes' death. We still have the ashes with us. Uh, they haven't, uh, uh, my brother-in-law and his brother who died on January in Texas, uh, our sister-in-law still have the ashes there. We were not able to go to Puerto Rico to perform a memorial service there, to, to put to rest properly those two boxes. And you can face in that but you need to be awake because the cell phone is the only the only um, the, the only the, yeah the only way to receive information from about, the hospital the, uh -huh, from the hospital because they call us any time every of the day, day every day so you need to 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 stay calm to stay um uh, awake for all that you're gonna turn it off you can't you, because you need that's to the only walk, way to know you need to to stay firm um with power to to decide mm -hmm. to, to make decisions about the daughter about my father so the only thing that the only that i the only word that i only say is the presence of God is with us because we are we can walk through all that situation. Mm -hmm. So I, I preach one sermon uh, from this main office during this time and and it was that God was enough. God was enough. God was enough. Uh, you had all this that we have described. We have uh, uh, a net of people who were supporting us, who were dealing with hospital calls too, because we were so sick and tired that we cannot handle calling and calling and calling and waiting for the ICU unit to answer. Uh, people who help on that, to keep calling and then transfer the call to you so, so, so you can rest. But 
beside the 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 food delivered to our home, those calls, the support, the prayers of hundreds of people, people that that we even don't know or don't recognize them on Facebook. They say, I don't recognize that name. But people from a lot of churches in Puerto Rico and in other places, they were writing, they were supporting. But besides all that, God was enough. So um, how did you you feel? Did you ever feel that your faith, um, did you ever doubt your faith in all of this? Did, Did you ever doubt God in any of the weeks that you dealt with all of this? I always remember Psalm 23, and I said in Spanish, aunque ande en valle de sombra de muerte, no temeré mal alguno, porque tú estarás conmigo. Yeah, that's a verse of the valley of death, when you walk through the valley of death. And uh, we got the death in the house, we got near to death, uh, and some people, my, my daughter could have died that night mm-hmm. uh, because when I called the 911, uh, she walked very weak, but she walked herself to the ambulance, and three hours later, she was intubated because she couldn't breathe by herself. So we walked through it. And uh, God was there. That night that I just told you about the Sunday night, I was at, in bed. Annie wasn't uh, uh, in, my, in the room. She was in another part of the house. I was calling her, no response. She was sleeping with the telephone in mute or something like that. Uh, no, I, 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 was, I felt total loneliness. Never in my life I have felt that way. I felt total loneliness. And thanks God, I was, I have the idea of calling someone who who looks very like Annie, mm-hmm. her sister. Mm-hmm. And I call her sister in Puerto Rico and, and, and she answered. And I was able to tell her I was feeling. And she listened. She talked with me. She prayed with me. And everything was, well, I was, I'm going to say good again, but everything was on track again. So um, when we know, when, when, when I know that I have COVID, I decide to go to the basement and uh, take the quarantine. Yeah, so separate. Go separate. to another part because of the house. I don't know. How can I deal with that? And my sister, when we are two days in the... Yeah, like it was like Tuesday two, after two this weekend. Yes, two days, I think. We are in the basement. My sister called me. And she said me, she told me, you don't need to be alone because uh, you are infected with COVID and Julio too. So you can pass the COVID uh, together. You're going to make it worse. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can not be alone. And then I 
take off all my my yeah. stuff and, and um, come back come back to 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 the, to to the, the room yeah. to the main area because I'm alone and yeah. he's alone so it's so so difficult that days yeah that 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 was and and you get tired of repeating the same uh, but it was good to be able to speak and write and text back a lot of people mm -hmm. uh, because that makes you sure that you were not alone. But Susan, my faith comes strong. Came strong. I'm saying in Spanish uh, an experience. Um, a friend uh, texts me that Satan the devil? The devil are so bad for our family because all the stuff that we are receive. And I said, I can't see the devil. Only I can see God. Because God is with me in that situation. So And, and I answer Julio, and I'm sorry, and I ask Julio, Julio, do you see the devil in that situation, in that moment? And Julio told me, no, I don't see the devil. I didn't see the devil. So our faith, uh, I think, comes from yeah. Good. Even when 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 Mercedes died, we found her at six in the morning. Uh, I find. Well, yeah, I found. Yeah, uh, father-in-law called us, mm -hmm. and he went down, and she found her dead. She called me. I called 911 and and everything from there. Uh, but even that situation, she was 83 years old too, cancer survivor. And um, and many things, survivor of many things. And she died in her sleeps. Uh, she looked like she was sleeping. There was no stress. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the paramedics came, immediately tried. Mm -hmm. Everything they, that they always do, they tried CPR, they intubated her, the, the injections and everything, tried to see if, if it comes back. Mm -hmm. and, and they say, no, she, she died in her sleeps, that is what we call natural causes. In the heart just say, it's enough. Uh, and, and maybe she will not be able to pass through this no. so COVID. She, no, may, what, what my father-in-law passed with the COVID? She can't. No, she, 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 She couldn't do that. No, no. So, so. And I stayed with my, I stayed out alone without my father for five days. Oh my. God. No, it's all, no, no. no He can't, she can't resist that. No, no. So, so in everything. Uh, this situation of the COVID, they, they said, oh, this is the devil and we deserve no. that because this nation, blah, 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 blah. No. Hey, no. This is a situation that, that, bad decisions of people generated that the government mishandled the situation from the very beginning and uh and we 
we simply have that. It's like it's like the peasant who who was uh, in France uh, going with uh, with a bread uh, under the under the arm, and and then the people came rushing on the on the take of the Bastille, and he was taken in the in the midst of the revolution of the French Revolution. Uh, this this happens. This is not the devil. Uh, and, and and we thanks God we we survived this, mm -hmm. and 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 we were able to testify about this, and we were able to support guide our church and support to support others. others, and 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 to be aware, mm -hmm. and that this thing's it's gonna pass. Mm -hmm. and this is a bad year. That's my our doctor says to okay. my father-in-law, "Hey Julio." He, he, he has my same name. He's Julio Gonzalez, too. So we are two reverends here with the mm -hmm. same name. Mm -hmm. He say, Julio, this is your bad year. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a bad year for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, un it's unfortunate, but... Um, but it will pass. Yeah. Thank you. It will pass. It will pass. And um, as you know, it passes with faith. And uh, sometimes... If we're lucky, it makes our faith stronger, as it's as I sense it's done for you. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story. I, I um, it, thank you for having us. Yes, it's um, yeah. Um, so I we have to praise God that you're fine. You look fine. Um, your Julio, your daughter's fine. Annie, your father is is coming along. So. Um, you know, sometimes it seems trite, but sometimes we look for the silver lining, you know, and um, and that has to be enough, <laughs> and and often it is. Mm -hmm. So, so again, thank you so much. We will keep you, both of you, and your daughter and your father in our prayers. God thank bless you. you. Thank you.